Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we are talking all about all things energy, energy building, energy sapping, and how to create more energy. So um, I'm going to start today with a quote, Dan. I bet it's from Albert Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) It is from Albert Einstein. How did you know? I'll tell you how he knows, because we've just recorded this about five times because our internet keeps dropping out. So (laughs) yes, every time I try to say the quote, the internet drops out. So I'm going to say it quickly. Albert Einstein said, energy is everything. And I totally believe that, don't you, Dan? Yeah, it gets a bit of a, I know when you say energy, it's a bit of a woo-woo, hippie kind of term, isn't it? Yeah. But we hopefully we're going to explain it in a way that, I know, makes it a bit more practical, I want to say. And if Albert Einstein says it, then he's the most practical man known to history, I think. So <laughs> Exactly. that's kind of how I look at it. And often as um, instructors, and you will get this and I hear this all the time, people say, I haven't got the time to exercise. And what I actually hear is I haven't got the energy to exercise because they're absolutely cream crackered after the day and they just can't be bothered. So I think it's more like building the energy, which will create the energy to create more energy, right? Yeah, I think we've mentioned it in a, a previous podcast when we talk about it, like, there's a good analogy if you look at it like investing money. The more money you have, the better your investments do because it takes money to make money. Yeah. And like that with energy as well. The more energy you have, the more energy you can build and the easier it is to build energy. So if you yeah. just start with the basics, like even normally when you, how often have you heard teaching exercise classes, people will say, oh, when I came in, I really couldn't be bothered. But then when they leave and they feel re-energized and they feel really good. Well, it's not just exercise that can do that. Healthy food can do that. Meditation can do that. Clean water. There's there's loads of different things. So we're going to explain them. Yeah, absolutely. So there's lots of things that you can do to build energy and to look after your own energy. So let's let's get cracking then, Dan. What do you think is your first one? We talk about the foundation principles a lot on the on the podcast. So that's the six of them we talk about. So we've got sleep, nutrition, hydration thinking movement and what's the last one i'm missing breathing breathing yeah so if you can just get the basics of those six things right that will build enough energy to then do some kind of fancier things for Mm. instance do a better like a more intense exercise class or move out into the world and explore new things so it might sound overly simple but just eat right sleep right get hydrated enough do some positive thinking it really will work so we're actually going to do a series on the foundational principles, aren't we? And break them down into a little mm. bit more detail. But just do the basics of human health right, and that will build your energy. So sounds simple, but it really does work. It totally does. And like people will go for fast food because it's more convenient. They'll, you know, sit up all night, like checking their emails and working and, you know, drinking the caffeine to keep them awake. And then wondering why they feel like crap the next day and it really is that you've got to make time in your life to do these things to then give you the energy to do the stuff that you actually want to do or the stuff that will build more energy because people always say to me how come you've got so much energy like but 
it's because I look after all the foundations first and they're always the place that I go to where whenever I don't feel like I've got enough energy to cope with life. <laughs> People sometimes think that there's there's some crazy problem which is unique to them but normally if you strip it all back and just go back to the basics the problems can be solved just by doing those just by rehydrating yourself getting to bed on time having an honest look at yourself and thinking is Mm. this the life that you kind of want to live Um, and it's interesting that you're there you said people get on the coffee and they stay up late and they might have a drink so one of the things that kind of I think is, is a big one for terms of creating energy and protecting your own energy is be honest with yourself with regards to your vices. If you know you eat too much junk food, if you know you have too much alcohol, if you know you stay up late and it's harming you, you have to be have a strong word with yourself. That is what's creating the problem. And you mm. cannot solve a problem by going back to the way that it was created. So by staying up late every night, you're not going to solve the problem. Most people know what they're doing wrong. And as a rule of thumb, if you just do a complete 180 from what you're doing wrong, the answer is probably there. So if you're staying up too late, <laughs> Just try and go to bed abnormally early and you'll probably feel 10 times better. If you know you're drinking too much alcohol, go to your total for a month. The answer will probably be there. And it's really obvious. And like I say, most of us know all the answers. We just tell ourselves lies and we get into bad habits. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, there is there's a magic pill to all this. And there isn't. You know, I've got someone on my Facebook feed at the moment who's annoying us really. But I'm just trying like let my energy go into that <laughs> yeah mm. and uh she's selling this kind of drink called uh, some kind of fat burning thing and like putting loads of drafts of people before and after they've lost like 20 stone from drinking a drink in days and uh it's not gonna happen there is no quick fix it's got loads of people wanting to buy this thing it's like 40 quid for a bottle of stuff and say you know what People do just want that quick, quick fix. And it, there is no such thing, right? No, and it's unfortunately in the industry that we're in, it's very common, isn't it? It's yeah. a pill, which is going to burn the fat. Have this pill, which is going to make you go to sleep earlier. Have this energy drink. It's going to make the exercise class 10 times better. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the short term, which it doesn't work. It leads to long-term problems. I saw in the news well, this, that I've got this new drug. Did you see that for... Um, to help with obesity that I can't remember the name of the drug, but people who've been on it lost like, I don't know, 10 stores. And it's going to be the new obesity thing, but that does fix the root cause of the problem as to yeah. why it doesn't make your mind any better. It doesn't take away all of those insecurities and anxieties and stuff that away. It just removes the fat, but, underneath is still the same isn't it so until you deal with what's in your head you can't really deal with the outer outer stuff right yeah it's very similar to i imagine people who get plastic surgery because they don't like the way they look or they get i don't know new boobs or something like that but then they have the plastic surgery but it hasn't changed the mindset it's just changed the external perception but really they still Mm. might think of themselves in the same negative way so you're better off taking the time to go inside and try and heal yourself from there and realize that you are good enough. But yeah, it's like mm. taking a pill to, to burn fat. That's not, you might then take the pill, but then you might go back to eating crap all the time and not exercising. So they're still just going to get some other health, detrimental health effects. So yeah, yeah. it's not really, it's, yeah, it's, it's that short-term solution for the long-term problem. Yeah. So um, energy sapping things, like we've already mentioned, bad food, 
and you know that's the one thing that people will bad food and alcohol isn't it it's that kind of thing that you if you're having a crappy day you'll go oh I'm just going to go and have a glass of wine and or a takeout or something like that and that's really the last thing that you'll be doing really it's you know hydration getting to bed on time that'll make a hell of a lot better than alcohol and pizza yeah because the alcohol and the bad food they make you feel good in the short term in the short term but they compound the bigger problem because mm. if you're having a, for instance, a hard time at work and it's a, a stressful work environment, you go home, you have the alcohol and the and the crap food, which means you don't sleep as well, which means you go to work the next day a little bit hungover and you haven't slept very well, which makes the bad work even more stressful. Yeah. <laughs> but then you go home yeah. and you think about a double stressful day. I can't wait for that pizza tonight. And so the roller coaster, like it just gets steeper and steeper and steeper. But we all do it. It's not like we sat here and we're, we're perfect, but... I've been there. You're aware of that that is what yeah. happens so awareness is the prerequisite for change so at least if you're aware that you're doing that then at least you can take a little step towards changing it and i'm on a i'm having a pizza for tea tonight so yeah and it's not not even a stressful day so what's the excuse yeah, i know exactly there's no excuse for it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i shall me a culpa myself but you know we're allowed so one of the things that i want to talk about um, which is a big thing. And I see this all the time. Um, energy vampires, you know, the people who come into your life and sap away all of your energy. Like I know you don't do Harry Potter, but in Harry Potter, there's these things called dementors. And whenever a dementor, they, they look after the prison. So whenever a dementor around is around, they sap out all hope from the person so that they don't try to escape from the prison. They're just like, you know, so the, you can always tell when a dementor is about because your all your hope is gone. And that's what some people are like. You know, they just everything is a problem. They've never got any solutions for anything. They expect you to listen to them all the time and be there for them all the time. But they're never there for you. If you have a problem, that's not like that's not that deal, is it? So probably all got somebody to a certain degree who's in that. I haven't anymore because I've got rid of them all. I don't allow them in my life anymore. <laughs> you have a strict screening process. I have a strict dementor screening <laughs> process. So, um, but we'll all have them in there. You know, fair enough. If you've got a friend who's having a bad time, then that's all right. But some people just have make a, a life out of this whole thing, don't they? You know, and that is completely they they use up their own energy and your energy. They take your energy from them from you. Yeah, misery loves company, as they say. It certainly does. It certainly does. So boundaries, Dan. Yeah, there was a few good points you made there, especially it's accept boundaries is, is a really good one. And as well, be aware that if some people are just constantly negative, then yeah, fair enough. You're probably best off avoiding those people. What's that saying? Some people, negative people, they have a problem for every solution. Yes. <laughs> and what's what's the, what's the one you always say <laughs> some, when some people leave the room? Oh, um, what, what is it? some people bring joy whenever they enter a room, some whenever they leave the room. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> That's really good, yeah. <laughs> That's Oscar Wilde, but I can't take credit for that quote. <laughs> yeah, it's a good quote. <laughs> but it was good that you said, if you can recognise that someone's being negative, but it's not their kind of permanent state of mind, they're just having a hard time, it's important to them be compassionate and not be too judgmental. Because mm. people go through hard times, don't oh, they? Oh, of course, yeah. So, so yeah, but can... that really reinforces the the importance of looking after yourself first. Yeah. Because if you really look after yourself, and then when friends and family need your help, then you can give really positive energy and help to them. 
But if you're a people pleaser and you just say yes to everything, then you're just going to drain your own resources. And then when someone doesn't need your help, then you're probably not giving your best self. So that's really important. So it's kind of take care of yourself first, then you can really give back. Yeah, I'm really protective of my energy now. And that's only because like, you know, I've worked full time. I've had young kids at the time and what it's like to feel like you're going down that hole of like, can't be bothered to do anything. I can't look after my diet. I just want to drink wine on a night and chill out. It's it's not um, a good place to be. And one of the things you really need to do is control your stress levels because stress can cause that whole worrying about stuff, anxiety, that creates a massive energy vacuum, doesn't it? It just, all your energy just goes into that whole rumination and worrying about stuff. Stress compounds. So your body doesn't really know what stress is or what different stresses are. It just looks at them all as the same. So bad food or alcohol or an argument, your body just reacts in the same way. And then if you're doing all of these things, it just compounds to make, it then kind of makes little problems seem bigger, you know, and some people mm. just, for some reason, I mean, because they're having a hard time, the littlest thing sets them off. It's because there's all these other little stresses yeah. that you might not see. It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. That's exactly what it is to try and figure out these little stresses that all these little stresses individually might not seem a lot, but collectively they can go up like a volcano. And, you know, yeah. like it's that typical overreaction but it's, you don't see the behind the scenes of what's actually going on, do you? Yeah, I can remember that Michael Douglas film. Oh, what was it called? I can't remember where he's in a car. <laughs> he's in a traffic jam and he's slowly having a nervous breakdown in a, in a traffic jam. And then, uh, I don't think I've seen it. No, oh, you? it's really good. But you could see him just like, it's because like he's had a stressful day, he's coming home from work and there's a traffic jam. And then like, it's the traffic jam that he has this slowly we'll have to i'll have to remember what the film was called it's really good actually he has a yeah. proper mental breakdown and then starts <laughs> smashing around and stuff it's, it's quite a good film but yeah it's it's like you say it's that compound stress isn't it if you've got a stress i always think like when i was working i used to have a pretty stressful job and uh i always used to think if my home life was stable i could cope with the job but then if your home life suddenly goes like if you start having stress at home and then you've got a stressful job and then you know, it's that whole everything together that you can't cope with anymore, isn't it? Yeah, and that plays into the, the good point that you mentioned before, which is career boundaries. So mm. if you, for instance, you might have a, a stressful work environment and it, there might not be anything you can do about it to a massive degree because obviously it works normally kind of multifaceted. There's lots of people, there's lots of goings-ons and it, you might not be able to avoid the stress. You might have a, a tough deadline coming up, for instance. But then what you need to do is create that boundary. So if you've got a stressful work environment, then when you go home, make it different. So turn your emails off, get out of your workloads and really create that separation. Otherwise, mm. the stressful work environment is just going to bleed into the home life, which is then going to affect your family. So then the work and life are both stressful and then it's, it's harder to get out of that situation. So really create that boundary. Yeah, especially at the moment when people are working more from home as well. Yeah, that's a good it's point. Like, yeah, yeah. How do you create? How can you look at your workspace and then say, right, this is where I'm working, and now when I'm finished working, that's where I leave it there. So, if you've got a good space around you, clear your area around and have defined boundaries with inside your house as well. I think that's a good thing. Like I've got my office. I come here to work, and then I go out there, and then that's it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe imagine 
if you're not used to working from home and you've had to over the last year, yeah, maybe create a space like an office where you can have your work and then at 5 p.m., then think, right, that's me clocked off. Go for a walk or something, create that, an actual physical act where you know you've stopped work. Actually leave the house, go for a little walk or take a shower and just think of it as like a signal that you're going into your home life and away from your work life. It's like any of this this stuff, like creating boundaries with people that create re- requires effort and maybe some difficult conversations as well. But in the long term, it's for the best. For you. You've got to protect your own energies because if you're um, Carolyn Miss, Carolyn Miss, M-Y-S-S, you know, who wrote yeah. Secret Contracts. I read one of her books once about why people don't heal. And um, she was talking about this thing called energy hooks, which I think is really good way of, of determining energy. So she said, like, um, say, for example, you have um, split up with your partner, but um, you still are checking up on them all the time on Facebook or, you know, you, you're, still, you're still trying to, like, I don't know, keep, keep tabs on them, let's say that's an energy hook that's somewhere where your energy is going into something that it's sapping a little bit of energy out of you because you're constantly scrolling on Facebook seeing what they're up to seeing if they've got another girlfriend or boyfriend whatever and uh, so she calls that an energy hook and you can have those all over the place even like say for example somebody who you love has died and you can't get over that that's an energy hook that's that's draining your energy your job could be an energy hook that's so she was saying like think about what the things are that are that you've got hooks in and also who's got hooks in you who require who needs you to give them some energy like okay your family like your children yes they need your energy your partner but who else needs your energy and are they the right persons to be too so become more selective start removing a few hooks if you can from yourself and from the wider world and keep keep them in into in yourself anything that's draining your energy start to think about how you can minimize it maybe look at making a few like statements of closure tell yourself that's done that's it's mm. the past you, you kind of change it have a, a strong word with yourself or have some difficult conversations with others because if if someone is around around you is just negative all the time and you're just pacifying them then you're not doing yourself any favors but you're not doing them any favors either because mm. they're just again you're just compounding that negative feeling maybe if you just have a, a deep conversation with them and say look i'm not putting up with this anymore or you complain all the time what can i do to help to stop you from being like this and if mm. they're not going to change then you need to change because like you say you're not doing them any favors and you're not doing yourself any favors you just get stagnant so another so, one, I think, yeah, sorry, yeah. quickly, the, the biggest one for me, mm-hmm. especially over the last year, this is like a very practical one, I would say, is avoid the news. Oh, God, Because yeah. it's such a drag. It'll just bring you down. Everything is negative. Even when we're supposedly meant to be banded together to fight this virus, the politicians still argue with each other about the right protocol. And it's just all negative so I, honestly, I just avoid it like the plague. I listen to the radio in the house and when the adverts come on every half an hour, I turn it off and then turn it back on five minutes later just to avoid it because <laughs> it just brings you down. It literally drains your energy. It leaves you feeling just negative. So that's that's my top tip. And some people, they'll just have it on in the background all day and it's it's just puts you in that constant state of like low level stress and fear. 
I think mm-hmm. that's been part of the the media's been the biggest part of the pandemic, to be honest. They've just yeah. created this hysteria, which has probably made people ill just thinking that they're going to get the virus. Mm-hmm. I always think of um, George Orwell's Animal Farm when I think about the media. Um, so Animal Farm is when the animals, the pigs, take over the farm and um, the birds, the crows, are what represents the media. And they're always flapping around looking for the next uh, thing. And then they go off and tweet it from the top of the rooftops and just shout, look, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is wrong. And it just reminds me of that all the time when I think about the media. So they're just flapping birds, just trying to grab your attention all the time. So just ignore them. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's absolutely true. And the same with social media as well. Because that's influenced massively by everyone else's like thoughts and negativity. Oh god, yeah. And it's just you can go on there and you can just get lost down the rabbit hole, and all of a sudden you've you're into you're three pages deep on the comment section of someone's tweet talking about Brexit. <laughs> it just I, I your have sometimes find myself thinking, why am I reading this? It's like yeah, who exactly. are these people? <laughs> You know, like <laughs> suddenly everybody's a blooming virus expert or a statistician or something. And it's like, yeah, who, who, who are they? Who are you? So, yeah. So social media is actually a big supper of um, energy. Too. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, we, like, like, sorry, quick, yeah, you, you might not have to get rid of them all together, but just look. Mm. And if it, if it is a problem for you, like we said earlier on, if it's one of your vices, be honest with yourself and maybe limit it. You don't have to get rid of it altogether because obviously they both have like the media and social media. They have benefits as well. But just, yeah, if it's one of your problems, maybe limit it because I imagine it does a lot more damage than good, especially when we have a lot more time on our hands these days as well. Being in the house, having the telly on in the background, having your phone for work and stuff like that, you can easily draw you in all the time, can't it? Oh, totally. And that's what, it's, as we've already spoke about on our dopamine episode that's what it's designed to do as well um another thing i just wanted to talk about is um living a life of purpose if you are constantly getting drawn into all this gossip if you find yourself talking about other people a lot that kind of stuff is not really aligning with your dreams and it's taken away from your dreams so think about what you actually want to achieve with your life and are you actually working towards it? And all this stuff actually drags you away from it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's probably good to go back and reference our legacy episode. Yeah. Because every decision you make is ultimately determining your legacy. So if you're making those little decisions every day to eat just a little bit of crap food or I'm just going to go on Facebook before I go to bed or this, that, the other, and you know it's kind of not feeding into your ultimate legacy because eating that junk food is, if you want to be a health professional, it's not going to create that legacy. It's it's going to take it away. Mm. So yeah, like think about the big picture. If you know you've got a problem and you know you need to stop something, think about the bigger impact because if you do something day to day to day on a single daily basis, it might not seem important, but over a year and 10 years, it literally becomes your life and you kind of mm. get that time back. So that, that's yeah. a really good point. Exactly. So can I go all woo-woo yet, Dan? It's probably about time. We've we've been very kind of normal <laughs> up to now. So I'll let you I've go off. Very sensible. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about crystals because you know what? Like I was thinking about this though, like uh, crystals and aromatherapy, you know, all the like, you know, the full moon and the, the lunar cycle and the, the pagan passages of the seasons and all this kind of stuff. I love all that. And um, as you know, <laughs> but I was thinking like these things that we're talking about, yes, food, movement, getting outside hydration all that those are big things that are going to shift the dial quite significantly yeah 
Whereas these things are more subtle, but they will help you just shift the dial a little bit towards. And sometimes like, you know, you just need that little bit of extra push. It's not going to, you're not going to cure yourself with aromatherapy, but it is going to help in to turn the dial towards your health or whatever you want it to do. So for example, crystals. Now the boys always laugh at me because downstairs on their Xbox, I've got a massive piece of rose quartz that are put out under the full moon <laughs> gets gets recharged and the boys are like mom can we move this and I'm like no that's what's taken the bad energy away from the xbox okay so I kind of use both things in you know I'm not going to deny that the whole woo-woo stuff actually works because sometimes you know breathing was thought to be a woo-woo activity at one point now it's scientifically proven that you know breath work and all that stuff actually works so crystals, have a load of crystals around you. That really helps. Aromatherapy, that really helps to shift your energy. Um, you can make like an aromatherapy spray. You could do the thieves oil. That's a really good high vibrational oil. Anything to lift your vibration up, I find works. We've talked about smudging. Have we talked about smudging? We were talking off air, weren't we, about smudging? Um, so that's burning some kind of, it's normally clary sage or that, um, that tree, what's it called? Palmer something over there. I can't remember what the name is now. It's a type of tree bark that you can burn and then cleanse the area around you, cleanse yourself with it. All of this stuff will help to clear off. If you're thinking that you've got some bad energy around you, all these things can just help shift that away. Like you say, these are kind of the cherries on top of the cake, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So if you get all the, the big foundation principles right, these are the little extras. But also doing these things, it'll just change. It's like a mind shift. And yeah. obviously the placebo effect comes in as well. But if you, like say, for instance, we spoke about boundaries. If you think, right, that's my work day finished, but you're still in this, you still work from home, but you think that's the work day finished and now in a kind of home life now. If you do like get some sprays or candles, which are kind of more a relaxing environment that's it's going to help even yeah. the smells and the sounds and the change of atmosphere that's going to create a different mood so yeah. it might seem a little bit woo woo but it's actually very practical to some degree because it's going to change the atmosphere and that can be really important yeah like for example like using your analogy there from work changing out of your work clothes have work clothes have home clothes <laughs> that you change out of even just like symbolically getting changed out of something can like shift your mindset to a more relaxing way. So little things like that can really, really make a difference over the long term. Yeah, I find um, like when you were speaking about you like crystals, you love a, you love a good howl at the full moon. I love a good uh, howl. You love aromatherapy. Like for me, those the the short, sharp energy changes for me. I think the biggest ones are breathing exercises, mm -hmm. cold showers and getting outside those are really easy things that anyone can do and they really do change uh, and exercise as well you know people when you get that feeling like you're sluggish you're low energy do 20 press-ups or 10 burpees or sprint on the spot for a minute it's going to change your energy level obviously mm -hmm. it's going to elevate your heart rate and your breathing rate but it's just going to put you in a different mood and just getting outside like you always say when you go walking the dog just having that like being in nature changes how you feel a cold shower will get you fired up a breathing exercise mm -hmm. can can do both it can get you fired up or it can, it can calm you down so these kind of these things can't be taken for granted because imagine if you did these things on a morning and it set the tone for the day 
and then every day if you like there's a saying if you win the morning you win the day so these are things mm. everyone can do so mm-hmm. and if you yeah. win every day then your life's going to change so it can't be overlooked although they might seem a little bit woo woo all these little small wins can add up to to be life-changing you've just reminded me a really cool thing the other day and it was about yoga but also about um posture as well and they were saying like you spend all day in bad posture also an energy sapping exercise because it's a stressor to the body da 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 but what they were saying and i thought this was really really cool. so example for yoga postures they're kind of antennas for good energy so the more that you into an open ex- extended posture the more open you are to the energy and they were calling it antenna energy so like your body your body is an antenna to attract good energy and i thought that's a really cool way to put it. So the more that you can extend out, stand up tall, get your arms out, get your legs out, the good energy you're attracting. Yeah, I remember Paul talking about that when we did holistic lifestyle coaching. It's just the, the spine essentially is a big antenna. So if your spine's all bent out of shape, he looks at it like a, a television aerial. If your aerial's all messed up, you might only get three channels out of 10. But if your aerial's perfect, then you're going to get all 10 channels. And it's just kind of, it's a really simple analogy, but yeah, it's true. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah. I love yeah. that. I think, gosh, yeah, we're going to, our antenna's fixed, everyone. So get moving and that, get everything, that good energy in. And you might start picking up messages and signals that have always been there, but you just haven't been able to see as well. Like you might, you know, when people say, oh, like I've, I've cleaned my diet up and things are just starting to get better and better. I'm seeing job opportunities. And again, it's a compound effect. If you fix one thing, other things start to get yeah. fixed as well. So that's true. Even just something like fixing your posture or cleaning up your diet, it has a knock on effect. It totally does. And like uh, your vibe attracts your tribe, doesn't it? So if you start putting out good energy and being a more positive person, those negative people will fall away because they can't cope with your levels of positivity. That's yeah. happened to me a lot. <laughs> Yeah, or they'll, or they'll try and drag you down because yeah. it's sometimes it's a lot easier to try and drag someone down to your level compared to you trying to raise your energy and vibration to get up to their level. But that's exactly mm. what you should do. You shouldn't be jealous and try and bring them down. You should use them as inspiration and try and catch them up and be happy for them. That is a good place to stop. So well done. I think that's a good one, actually. I think people need to be more protective of their energies, particularly at the moment, because like you say, the news is sapping us, the lockdown sapping us, anything that you can do to build that. And do go back over our Foundation Principle uh, podcast. And like Dan said, we're going to do a series, a mini series on each one of those, because there's so much actually in each one, even though it just seems like hydration, yeah, drink water, there's loads of elements in that as well, isn't there? So we're going to do a whole um, series of podcasts on that. Yeah. And I think my kind of closing thoughts on it, uh, always remember that you cannot control events. You can only control your reaction to events. So just choose to react in the right way and that will change your energy. Very good, Dan. And my final closing thoughts are self-care isn't selfish. Oh, very good. Very, very philosophical (laughs) self-preservation. That's what it is. (laughs) Join the self-preservation society. (laughs) Cool. So what are you up to this week then, Jill? Well, this week I am still, uh, we're starting my new program on the 1st of March. So I'm still on the whole build up to that, which I'm so excited about. We did a little mini podcast about that. So you want to go and have a listen to that. It's called Menno Power and you can get it off my website um, in the shop under online programs. What about you, Dan? Well, my life's really boring compared to yours at the moment. You're releasing all these courses and... I know I'm doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm just kind of waiting for 
Furloughed. Gym environment to get back on its feet. Uh, it'll come back soon enough. Yeah, we yeah. all be back. I'm always positive about these things. And, you know, I think the world is going to get better eventually. Just yeah, we all just look in. after ourselves. Yeah. I think yeah. we have to use this as a positive, don't we? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're learning stuff. Dan's learned all about acoustics this week. So it's. Yeah, it's all I got weirdly obsessed with stuff for like a week or two. I mean, new ones, acoustics. So next time you listen to the podcast, it's, it's going to sound like... They'll be surrounded by toilet yeah. rolls. And <laughs> toilet rolls and egg... What, what the egg people use? Egg boxes on the walls, don't egg they? Egg boxes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. So, um, listeners, thank you for listening. And don't forget to um, subscribe and pass the pod if you have enjoyed this episode. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, then let us know. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you again soon on another episode. Bye.